Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It looks like the investigation is over, and we have a winner, and it's not CM Punk, it is probably the leap because they were teased to be returning to AEW very soon. We discussed this a little bit yesterday on the AEW Dynamite review, but we're going to do a bit of fantasy booking perhaps, get some other thoughts uh, on this topic. I am Luke Owen, D-A-D. I'm joined by Pete Quinnell. Hi. I'm also joined by your Quizzlemania champion, your Jam That champion, and that bitch, Tempest. <laughs> I don't like that sound at nope, all. No, nope, didn't like it. Also, I hate that you have removed that from the set, because now there's a big hole there. No, I've replaced, replaced it with the sign. Yeah, but there's a gap there. Yeah, but it's replaced it with the sign. It's you fine. Just the thing? Anyway, we are the Blackpool Content Club, and this is the WrestleTalk podcast. If this is your first time here, please ignore all of the gimmicks on Tempest and press the subscribe button and the thumbs up button. Get involved. So... I did, uh, I kind of got my feelings out there yesterday on the AEW Dynamite review about uh, mm. the elite, the, the elite. So, uh, Pete, I'll come to you first. Mm. Um, we've got a big tease of their return to Dynamite. Well, you, mean, say, you say return. They might also be dying, I think, from the looks of it. Yeah, they, they were snapped out of existence yeah. by the looks of things. Yeah. yeah. So I guess they're going to need to find some sort of time heist to bring them back. Uh, be an interesting story. Is this you what know? your fantasy booking is? Is that yeah, they're yeah, going to yeah. go into the quantum realm? Exactly. <laughs> okay, yes. so who are your team you're assembling that is going <laughs> to go into the quantum realm uh, to find... Uh, well, from AEW yeah, yeah, yeah. to rescue the elite? It's only one man. Every The, the entirety of the AEW roster is going to be scrambling to try and rescue the elite. Be like, how do we get them back? We can't do this. And the one man that's going to come up with the solution is Hangman Adam Page. Oh, he's hurt. We haven't got, we haven't got him at the I, moment. They'll be looking for him for months until Hangman's better. And Hangman comes back and he saves the elite. And it'll be great. Tempest, what did you think? I think, countering this, the <laughs> last time we saw someone get snapped out of existence was just prior to Dominion 2018. Mm. And thus, it must be Kota Ibushi. To bring back the elite. That's good. That also works, I guess. Healing! 
We're moving forward back towards a sense of what's normal. Yeah. And what normal is 2018. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, the elite is coming back in some form. And it's very exciting because we didn't know how long this was going to last. This could have lasted months and months and months. It should also be said as well that this is not done. Because the word on the street is from the reports is that, you know, the, the legal threats, the legal action that was being talked about could still happen at some point because of the outcome of this investigation. Mm -hmm. So this is not like, oh, they showed the elite on dynamites. Well, that's that then. Move mm -hmm. on to the next thing. No, this is just sort of like phase one of this ongoing saga to bring it back to the event. Yeah, there it is. I was going to say, I don't know whether that was intentional or not, but... I don't know, like, when on the Raw review, I went on a bit of a diatribe with Dan Layton about who is the best turtle, and uh, I just saw a lot of the comments I, being like, yeah, I need to switch off from listening to Luke talk about the turtles. I, I was waiting for you guys to be done because I needed to speak to you before I went home because I, ha I had to go somewhere. I went to a, a YouTube Shorts talk and I needed to leave, and I was like, I need to speak to Luke before he goes. And I was sitting there, and I was like, are they still live? And I went, and he was like, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I was like, <laughs> Luke, hurry up. <laughs> it's my show now. Ollie's not here to stop me on my it, stupid it nonsense. Depends what kind of turtles we're talking about. You know, if we go back to the 80s turtles, you know, and I was like, Jesus, he's going to be here for another half an hour. And, anyway. And I was. Um, yeah. Anyway, so yeah. So I, I get. let's get some thoughts out there yes. then about the, the, the tease. So, uh, Pete. Initial reaction to, A, the Elite being shown on, on Dynamite. Um, I'm very curious as to where this is going. Because uh, you would have thought that at the very least they would have had, like, the Elite's coming back. Be excited, everybody. Yay. But this one's like, no, the Elite are being removed. It's like, well, they've already gone for a while. How much more removed are they going to be? I don't know what the, the planned story from this is. Or whether they're just talking about like how the elite have been removed from AEW's history and they haven't been spoken about, and now they're gonna like do the reverse of that, and then they'll be coming back. I don't know. I'm just excited to see the elite back. I think. Yeah. Tempest, what about you? I think it's interesting because we don't as often see like a series of vignettes that have some sort of creative spin on things. It will kind of just be like. So-and-so is cutting a promo, and uh, Miro's going to be forsaking his god, and he'll be back, and that sort of thing. Someone is coming soon. Someone mm -hmm. is coming, or they'll just arrive and show up, and it'll be a surprise, and it's like, they're back. But now there's like, well, what does this mean? There's a certain creative angle to this that we've not seen a whole lot of as of late, and I think it's exciting. It's intriguing, because we don't know what this is. You know, it, it could mean a, a variety of different things, but at the very least, it is causing this sort of conversation, and that's fun. Yeah, it's like the video package, the, the vignette, was kind of like almost doing like a ripple effect type situation of just like if you remove these guys from the timeline, like what does that mean? But it's the first shot of that that I thought was kind of the most interesting one, which is that that reveal in 2019 or you know new year's eve 2018 new year's day mm -hmm. 2019 which was like yeah we are launching this promotion it's that hangman page mm -hmm. with the phone and the aew logo on it and yeah. that was the thing that disappeared yeah and so mm -hmm. it's on you know if you remove these guys from the timeline you don't get all elite wrestling at all no yeah. you get all wrestling yeah yeah exactly like the the e on the logo faded out first it was just aew yeah and then it's just like what yeah. is this company without mm. the elite yeah 
And I think that poses an interesting question because like that feels like quite of a heelish thing to be. It's like, you wouldn't be here if it wasn't for me. And like, I built this place. You know, that's like Jarrett's whole deal in TNA. It's like, I'm the king of the mountain, now run this place. You know, that, that, that's kind of his deal. So it, I don't think they can come back as heels because they're such a... I mean, the pops that they were getting in their like very short six-man tag run that they had through that tournament against Aussie Open and and you know the Empire and things like that. So I can't see them bringing them back as heels, but I'm curious to know what they do here. Like, who do you put them into a feud with? Like, I guess immediately like Death Triangle to get the belts back. That would be like my first guess, or even like that's their first match back is just for the the trios championships. Mm. But then does that kind of undermine death triangle in a way because like what have death triangle done with the belts since they've had them other than defend them once i think against be- is it a few times i can against mm. best friends who was the other ones uh they've done best friends they did the dark order mm-hmm. oh rampage. yeah the dark order that's right on rampage just because no one watches rampage that's right mm-hmm. yeah so uh, if i mean moving aside death triangle tempest who would you like to see like the elite come back. If like if the storyline is that without us we have no company, who do you have them go up against and feud with? See, it's difficult because obviously, like the the first thought here is, well, what have they been doing lately? What is the most consistent storyline threads that they can be that you can pull on? And you're not gonna have CM Punk to actually be part of anything on screen, at least in the foreseeable future, maybe ever. So you don't have that option. And I don't know how well this fits into that story that they're telling of what is AEW without the elite. But if you can get Adam Cole back, there is a certain other Adam Cole faction that is now returning or debuting for AEW that he could return to. I would be interested to see if they're going to go the direction of the elite versus the kingdom. Mm hmm. I was running of the kingdom, but they've just put Taven into that Wardlow match on mm-hmm. Rampage, and I'm pretty sure Matt Taven is not going to win the TNT Championship. Think I didn't think he was going to win the Run of Honor <laughs> World Championship for that happen. I mean, yeah, none of us thought that Tempest. Uh, Maybe you're right. Maybe that's what Matt Taven's gimmick is: is you put him in matches and be like, "Well, he'll never win." Oh, he did. Mm. Oh, okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Pete, what about you? Uh, I mean, I think the uh, what is all elite wrestling without the elite story doesn't necessarily have to be a heelish thing and like this company would be nothing without us but more portraying them as the heart and soul of the company because that can be seen as a very positive thing you know you had like johnny gargano and Sami Zayn with the hearts and souls of nxt and stuff like that it's a very much like a baby face mm. thing these guys are the most important part of our company and everyone loves them kind of thing so maybe they're going to come back and just be like you know all Elite Wrestling wouldn't be anything without us. But more importantly, All Elite Wrestling wouldn't be anything without you people. You're the ones that make this place run and blah, 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 blah. Your support, Big Pop, whatever. So weird seeing Don Callis do that. <laughs> yeah, maybe get rid of Don Callis from the act. Whoa, no. Sacrilege. Sacrilege. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if Don Callis could work as a babyface act with Kenny, honestly. It, it's perfect for the heel character, but I think fans would still just not like him as part of the act, which might harm the act slightly. But regardless, whether mm. you keep him or not, uh, I think that, yeah, the kingdom is a very good shout. I'd love to just see more elite infighting, get the Adam Cole back and do the whole, like, Kenny, Adam Cole, like, tension kind of thing. Yeah. And then, it, I, it's just, we can just, get Cole back, it's just a good. It's just a good stuff that I like. Yeah, like, I, I would love it to be Cole, because we did yeah. start that storyline of, like, when Kenny left, Cole was leading the elite, mm. and it felt like they were going to do, like, a Bullet Club is fine, Bullet Club is mine-esque yeah. storyline, but then 
Cole got hurt and Kenny was out for probably way longer than they thought mm-hmm. he was going to be out for. Yeah. And so like their paths amazingly have still yet to cross. Like since, Baffling, since isn't it? yeah, we are on our way to full gear and the storyline mm-hmm. started at full gear. Yeah. And we still have not actually had those two like have the I am a heel, I am now a babyface thing mm. because they've both been gone at various different points and they've not been on the show at the same time. So I'd love it to be Cole. But the problem with Cole is that yeah, we don't know what the status of Cole is. Yeah. Like, you know, Meltzer on Wrestling Observer Radio, and like Meltzer's not reporting that, oh, it's bad. But he has made the very good point. He's like, I haven't heard anything. Mm. And if we're not hearing anything, then that doesn't seem good. Yeah. In this case, no news kind of is bad news. Yeah. So, yeah, it's difficult to say. You would hope, fingers crossed, that he would be back by now. And that hasn't happened. Mm -hmm. And I think once they did that whole Adam Cole and the undisputed, whatever they were called, turning on the Young Bucks, I think a lot of people kind of just thought that we were going to get that match. And we can't get that match now. Bobby Fish is gone. Mm -hmm. And Kyle O'Reilly is also out injured and recovering. So all of a sudden this timeline has really been muddled up and man, Kenny Omega versus Adam Cole is just the match that has been built to for like six and a half years <laughs> and we can't ever get it to happen. Yeah. This is, you know, we have talked about this, I think on this show before, but you and I have certainly talked about this, that idea of like holding off on those dream matches because you're like, well, you've got to build the anticipation to it. We can't do the Lucha Brothers versus LAX right away. We've got to build to that match. And I totally agree with that. But also, we'll never get that match now. Uh Because Santana's basically gone. He's just counting down the days until his contract is up and he's going to be going. Him and Ortiz have already split up as a tag team and he's out injured. And Lucha Bros aren't the tag champs anymore and they've just moved on to other things. Well, you look at Punk. Punk most likely is now gone from AEW and there's a litany of dream matches that we'll not get. And they had like a bunch of them written down and we just won't get any of them. We did. We got some great matches. We didn't even get Punk Ricky Starks, and that was the one he said he wanted. Yeah, yeah. We had a, a real, little, a real shame. A little feud he had with Team Taz, and we somehow didn't get that match. Yeah, we just yeah. got him versus Powerhouse Hobbs instead, yeah, which was also good. But still, yeah. yeah. I mean, I won't, I won't harp on them too much for the Kenny Adam Cole thing because this has oh. been out of their control, oh. as opposed to the first time where we didn't get to see it because Adam Cole went to WWE. Again, that's a little bit out of people's control, but it's just kind of running out of time. In this case, they were both on TV and both healthy enough to work at the same time for about two months. Yeah. Where they were a team. So if we're looking at like who the elite go out, like, you know, what is the AEW without the elite? Does that kind of. It kind of paints me towards the idea or points me towards the idea of them feuding against people who have come from outside of the AEW sphere, you know, sort of like the the quote-unquote ex-WWE guys. The Blackpool Combat Club. You know, it's it's made up of Danielson and Claudio and Moxley, these guys that have like... And they are kind of like the top faction at the moment that isn't the JAS. And, I mean, and the JAS is kind of like there as well because they are a sports entertainment group and this is supposed to be all elite wrestling. Like, what is all elite wrestling without the wrestling aspect of this, the elite mm. wrestling? So that kind of sets those two factions up that you could go and feud with there i mean i'm i'm kind of more curious on a um blackpool combat club 
elite feud than I am an elite uh, JAS feud. If only because like I think Jericho's kind of busy with all of his Ring of Honor stuff. So that kind of like that sets me up like and also Moxie's the top guy currently. Mm. And I'm now going by Dynamite. I'm getting the feeling MJF's not gonna win the belt at full gear. I like, uh, really I don't know. I'm still kind of leaning towards then you might not get the belt. I'm ne- well sorry, I'm now leaning towards the idea that he may not get the belt at full gear. I mean they could still do. I think it's just with all of this firm stuff that's going on. It depends on if you kill the firm storyline before full gear. Like if you do that, like if you just do Moxley and MJF versus the Ass Boys or Morrissey and Page, and then like they destroy the firm and the firm is no longer a factor into full gear, then yeah, I think that there's every chance that MJF does. But with the firm that sorry, I mean I'm rattling on about a different thing, but Pete. I'd like to continue on this tangent if you don't mind. Mm. Because my my tinfoil hat theory is that they brought MGF back at All Out with the firm, and he's going to continue as top heel and really get involved with this whole CM Punk stuff. And then CM Punk happened at All Out, and they were like, ooh, we need to change plans as soon as possible. And now they're like, well, the firm doesn't fit in our story anymore, so we'll just get rid of that. And this is a way to just be like, let's just, firm's gone now. MGF is doing his thing. We'll just separate that. And MGF is just going to do his story, kind of like the slow babyface turn that he's been doing, babyface in quotation marks for podcast listeners, at full gear, and then he can go on and do the, the stuff that he's been doing. I think they just wanted to separate MGF and the firm because they factored into their plans originally when Punk was still around, and now he's not. They're like, ah, this doesn't work anymore. I personally still think they would have done the slow babyface turn for punk and mjf because i think they would have just done the heel turn for punk and you'd have essentially done full gear or whatever it was as the double turn match Mm. and maybe you'd have still done the same like firm stuff and you'd have had like mjf and punk as a a tag team going up against the firm and like that means that 2022 would have been like the year of punk and mjf 2023 no no well like 2022 would have been because like they started they started this year feuding With one of them as a heel, one of them as a baby face. Sorry, yes. Then they go on different paths. One of them is now a champion, and the other one is now the number one contender. And then you switch their roles, and now one of them is a heel, and you have them as a tag team in the middle of that. It kind of would have painted a really nice year-long thread. Mm-hmm. But again, I, I, I don't. We don't really know because, you know, things had to change. It's all speculation. <laughs> yeah. I, I see both sides of of what you're saying. I think it absolutely could have been like. CM Punk wrestles most of the members of the firm leading into full gear and have those be his TV matches, like have him face Ethan Page, have him face Lee Moriarty again, have him face W. Morrissey, and have that be his obstacles to overcome. Meanwhile, MJF still cutting his promos. At the same time, I think that this, you know, this journey that MJF is on, I think in some way, shape, or form has been a plan. And if not, I think his performances would have forced that plan and things might have kind of ended up where his character would be similar to where he is now, or at least would get there in the process of fighting CM Punk. I don't know if any of that is the case. To bring it back a little bit, I don't want to see any of the firm with the elite. Oh, you sure? Take that off you don't, the you table. You want to see the Young Bucks versus the Ass Boys? No. You don't want to see Kenny versus Best Big match Cass? of the Ass Boys life, that would be. <laughs> but regardless. Big Ass and the Ass Boys. Yeah. Oh, that's right. right. It is Big yeah. Ass. Yeah. Big Ass and the Ass Boys. That's good. And yeah. Ethan Page is also there. And Ethan there. Page. Yeah. And Lee Moriarty. Lovely Moriarty. Mm. But with John Moxley's in, in, you know, interweaving uh, involvement in all of this. 
I think the Blackpool Content Club. Combat Club. Combat Club. We're the Content Club. Yes, we are. We should feud with the Elite. Oh, That's I, what it oh, is. I, I don't that really is. fancy taking a one-wing danger. Like, <laughs> I've got to be honest with you guys. I don't fancy that. Yeah. Or a V-Trigger for that matter. Or a Snapdragon. Or literally any wrestling move. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, I know you would. I'll do it. I'll get in the ring. You have a three-star match with Kenny Omega. <laughs> me. Three-star. So generous. So generous. Yeah. Uh. I think the Blackpool Combat Club is a fun direction to go. Because yeah. I think that yep. opens up a lot of actually very fun possibilities. You can get like Kenny Omega versus Claudio. You can bring back at some point another Kenny Omega Brian Danielson match. We do need the second one. Like we got the time limit draw. Like and mm-hmm. I, the whole point of that time limit draw was to build to the match where you would have a definitive winner. So, like, there's it's a lot on the table there. Like, Kenny Moxley's a, as another one as well. Yeah. yeah. Again, there are so many just possibilities there to work with. There's a lot of different combinations of guys. We've seen different people here kind of working as a tag team recently. Yeah, Utah and, and Claudio, yeah. Utah and Claudio, Mox and Claudio have been a tag That's team right, on Rampage yeah. at one point. Also. Get Don Callis and William Regal having problems. Oh, that's, that's, that's that's juicy. Good. The pair of them on commentary bickering mm. over Excalibur. Yeah, I that's think fun. you've sold it now. I want it for that <laughs> reason yeah, alone. That is really good. But yeah, I think if we're going with the heart and soul of AEW, we are what AEW has been built on that angle of things. I do think the Blackpool Combat Club kind of matches up with them, maybe the best because. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's the sports entertainment aspect of the JAS, but really only Jericho is kind of one of them WWE guys. You've got Hager, but yeah, I'm not I'm not hyping up Kenny Omega versus Jake Hager. Mm-hmm. Best match of Jake Hager's life. But <laughs> regardless. Another, another fine three-star match there yeah. for Kenny Omega. Hey, man, he's been doing great. He has a hat. He's got a hat. I yeah. like the it's, hat. It's the best work of his entire career. It's and I so include good. we the people in that. It's so good. I love the hat. But I mean, again, you could see different bits that would be also fun. I would like to see 2.0 against the Young Bucks. I think that would be a fun match, but probably like a TV match. That's a TV match. As opposed to the Blackpool Combat Club combinations against the Young Bucks, that could be a pay-per-view match. I was going to say like the Elite versus Moxley, Danielson, and Claudio. Mm. Like Ugh. that feels like a real like big TV. Like you do that as a big TV special type mm-hmm. thing, like a New Year's Smash type deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you do that as like your your uh, Revolution like mid card match. I think would be especially if you get the belt off of Moxley. That feels like a a really really great thing to do. Or yeah. if you end up putting the trios titles back on the Elite, that is a massive trios title massive match. Trios mm-hmm. match. Yeah. And actually, what those trios belts need are some, and that's nothing against Death Triangle. What it is against is AEW's portrayal of Death Triangle, which is just like, well, you're not the elite, but I guess you'll do. Mm-hmm. And like and that is kind of how they've been positioned since they've had the belt. Yeah, and it's difficult because putting them on the elite with where the elite were in the storyline that they were in and everything, that makes the belts a main event act. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That puts them onto a central focal point of the show storyline wise match wise you put those matches in the main event you can put the death triangle matches in the main event and they'll be great but they don't have that same kind of storyline appeal that the elite against whoever would have at that point but that is probably the biggest trios match you could book right now and that could main event any show pay-per-view or tv and it just makes that much of a difference and i don't want to give 
AEW too much flack for the death triangle thing because they weren't supposed to be the champions and therefore they weren't really like built up to be that champion at that moment. And if they had that plan originally, they probably would have done more to build up Pac and the Lucha Brothers to that point mm -hmm. to be able to make them a main event act uh, centered, centered around these belts. But obviously circumstances were what they were. So I don't want to give them too much flack for that but putting them back on the Elite would fix that problem. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive & June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive & June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Do you know what else really works with doing it against the combat club? But this kind of brings me to my next question is... Do you bring it up? Do you bring up their suspension? Do you add in the real life aspects to an elite coming back storyline? Uh, just before we answer that question, because I just had a thought just on other things I could go up against, uh, not necessarily in terms of uh, matchups, but on the JAS front, mm. there is a story. It doesn't necessarily fit with the heart and soul of AEW, but 
they have uh, extensive history with Ring of Honor. Um, and, you know, them destroying the, the company that, you know, the Bucks were a huge part of for a long time and Kenny and all that stuff. You you can have them kind of like save Ring of Honor. Like there's 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 a, there's a story there, there, if, story they, there. W- if they want to do it. I don't think it's as strong as the Combat Club stuff, but it's just something that I think is it's worth considering. If they know? had Adam Cole or Cody Rhodes mm. there to yes. be the former ROH world champion to go mm-hmm. up against Chris Jericho, I think that's a lot stronger. Mm-hmm. Because Kenny Omega doesn't have very much connection to Ring yeah, of Honor. Like totally. he, he was there from time to time, and the Young Bucks were absolutely Ring of Honor tag champions. And if we put the Ring of Honor tag belts on somebody, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not saying to do this, but if they were involved in the JAS stuff, then I think that would fit a lot easier. Mm-hmm. But it's like... Kenny's the New Japan guy, yeah, as opposed to the totally. Ring of Honor stuff. So I'm sure they could try and mash that puzzle piece in, mm-hmm. but like we said, it it's not as strong. No, it's, it's, not, it's, it's not as strong. But like, if you've got a real good video editor, which they do, mm-hmm. you could use the footage that you've got and yeah. use the Kenny stuff from Ring of Honor to just make it look like he had a massive like play, like an, it was a big player in Ring of Honor history. And I mean, you could even say like you know the I. Kenny's more doing this for the Young Bucks. Like, Ring of Honor was the Young Bucks home and all that stuff. Granted, they had all the New Japan stuff as well and all that. But huge impact in in Ring of Honor. And then you could say, like, I've never held the Ring of Honor world title. You know, like, that's something mm-hmm. that Kenny needs to still do kind of thing yeah. that he's not done yet. There's a story. There's a story I'm not saying there. it's as good, but it's he a He was story. a belt collector not yeah. that long ago. It's true. Yeah. yeah. You know, he wants to show that he is the best belt machine. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, but moving on to your question. Yeah, Sorry, so, so the question. That up. No, no, it's good. Of, yeah, do you add the realism to this? Do we bring up the suspension? Now, obviously, it's not being mentioned on TV at all. And my presumption on that is because they don't want anything legally to come back on them. Mm-hmm. So... I think I, I will. I will have that stance, but I'm going to try and push that aside because I don't know that for fact. Mm-hmm. Um, would you like to see the suspension be part of this? The only reason I ask is because the the rumors, the reports are that the people who have stepped up to be locker room leaders and to kind of build this company back up after brawl out was Jericho, Moxley, and Danielson. Mm-hmm. And so if you've got like Regal, then you've got Danielson, you've got Moxley, they cut these promos to be like, look, we had to save this company because you guys nearly destroyed it by acting like children. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of, that's all I'm asking. Like whether you, will the, the crowd get into it? Will it kind of muddy the waters a little bit? Does it need to be there? I personally, I wouldn't mind it being acknowledged. I don't think it should be the focal point of a story. I think there's a difference between it. You can acknowledge and be like, hey, Here's where we were. We were suspended, but we're back now. Heart and soul of AEW, blah, 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 blah. Move on from that and continue. Having that be a focal point of a story and be like, you abandoned this company and now we saved it and blah, blah, blah. I'm less interested in that personally. Uh, I feel like it would potentially muddy things and I don't think it's as compelling as some people think it is. That'd be my thing. Yeah, Tempest. I am a little bit more strong on it in certain aspects, obviously. And funny enough, this goes back to something that Vince McMahon would always say, where don't put things on TV that you can't build towards, Mm -hmm. which is why they didn't like doing the Daniel Bryan Miz stuff on Talking Smack, because at Mm -hmm. the time they weren't going to build to a match. Austin Lesnar. Exactly. In this aspect... I don't want anything that would in any way point us towards 
CM Punk related things. Because unless this is somehow turned around behind the scenes in a way that we are not we're not privy to, I don't see that being anything more than just like you know popping the inside fan type stuff. That being said, I think there is a way to tie more of this into what you were saying of we are the actual locker room leaders here. Like when you go back to the reports from earlier in the summer where supposedly Kenny Omega said something like, you know, if it were up to me, I wouldn't have hired 80% of you. Things like that. And just some people don't like the elite. I think there's a really good story there where you can say Blackpool Combat Club wise, we are who you think you are. We are the heart and soul of this company. You know, Moxley can say, I've been here since day one, same as you, etc. And I think that still works. And Mm -hmm. you can do that without acknowledging like, well, we got suspended because dot, dot, dot. I think you can still tell that story in an effective way and maybe like first week be like, we're back now. Mm-hmm. It's complicated, yeah. but not really acknowledge that. Move on and tie it back into a more compelling story. Yeah, I, I could certainly get on board with that because like I I think the, the AEW audience is a internet savvy audience. I, I think that, I mean, I said on a previous AEW show, I think like 98% of people probably like read the reports and read what happens on wrestling websites and things like that it's probably way less than i that. think it's less than that mm-hmm. but like i don't think it is like below 80 like maybe even I think 85 it might be i don't know because it's not the big ones the big ones like everybody will know about the cm punk stuff mm-hmm. but it's when like Britt baker comes out holding a sandbag and it gets zero reaction. Yeah, no one knows what she's talking fair. about. Yeah. In fairness, I didn't know what she was talking about either. And I do this for a living. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think that there there is a percentage who may make the loudest reactions to mm-hmm. that sort of thing. But I do think a large portion of the audience isn't going to be knowledgeable about the minutiae of some of the less less, you know, highly yeah. reported things. So I think, like, if you're the elites, like, and actually, the I think the AEW audience will just want to just move on and just be like, the elite are back, and that's kind of, that's what we wanted. So we've got what we wanted. We don't need to hear them make reference to this or make it part of the storyline. Because you're right, like, otherwise you get into, like, WCW territory, where it's just, like, Russo was convinced that everyone was on forums and was reading the newsletter so he would make references to things on tv and like wouldn't get any reaction whatsoever because it's like well i don't know what sid's doing backstage with a Mm -hmm. pair of scissors like that's yeah you three know what this is and like i at home might know what this is but a lot of the people don't understand and so you actually kind of avoid that potential of no reaction to something by just not doing it on tv at all and Mm -hmm. i think the storyline is there and strong enough that you don't need to add the realism to it I think you also can circumvent a lot of that. And this is, again, dependent on recovery and return. But if you just put him into put, put these guys into some sort of storyline, maybe not just this, maybe you do this and another thing, but put them with Hangman. Because everyone loves Hangman who did nothing wrong. Yeah. And just it- make it a heartfelt story. Make it a good, sympathetic story. And maybe ignore some other bits of that. Maybe you do both of them at the same time. But I think that would kind of 
not ensure, but make it more likely to get a more positive reaction. I mean, we were kind of building towards that idea of the reconciliation between the elite and Hangman. Like, you know, yeah. the, the Bucks approached him to be part of the trio's tournament before he chose the Dark Order. Hangman even brought up in his promo with Moxley, which is just that, like, my friends are gone. Like, you know, I turn around and I don't see them anymore. So, like, there are, yeah, and then by that point, you've then got four of them. And there are four in the combat club. So now you've got four on four that you can do. War games! <laughs> Blood and Guts! <laughs> Ooh, we never did get the elite in Blood and Guts like we no. were supposed to. Oh, yeah, with oh, Matthew that's... Hardy. Yeah. Well, that was the time, wasn't it? Sure and was. Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was like, okay, let's see if we can remember this. It was Cody Matt. Mm -hmm. Was it Kenny and the Bucks? Mm, was it no. a five yeah. on five? I yeah. mean, it, it was uh, Kenny Hangman. Matt, Cody, and one, one of, of the, the Bucks. Bucks. That was it. That was Matt, Matt Jackson. Yeah, Matt, Matt Jackson. Yeah. That's right. Against who? Against... Was it Jericho's group? It was, it was the Inner, Inner Circle, Circle, right? Yeah, it was the Inner Circle. So it was Jericho, Hager, Hager Sammy. Sammy. Santana and Ortiz. Santana and Ortiz, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I could not think. I was like, who the hell was in the Inner Gosh. Circle? Yeah. Yeah, stupid I, COVID. Yeah, I think you're gonna say stupid Cody, bro. <laughs> stupid, stupid Cody. Cody. No, that that this is a total tangent, but like the the that COVID out. promo, like the first one, and where they set up the blood and guts match that never happened. That's like the last time Co Cody is ever associated with the elite. Yeah, mm. he mentions it like after he wins the TNT title. He's like, "Am I even in the elite anymore?" Shrug, and then it's never brought up again. And I always thought they'd get back around to that, and they never did. Nope. That's probably backstage issues playing into real life things that mm -hmm. we're not reacting to because it's probably not as well reported as some, perhaps some other things. Mm -hmm. um, well, actually, you know what? Before we wrap this up, and perhaps this, this could have been a bigger thing, maybe we'll dive into this a little bit more next week, but I kind of do want to talk a little bit about punk and this. Oh! Sorry, go ahead. Because I know Pete loves talking about CM Punk on these videos. He doesn't ever do it. <laughs> But no, I, everyone is sat at home being like, I really wish I knew what Pete's thoughts were yeah. on the CM Punk situation. Totally. But you got the this report in from WrestleVote uh, rather than uh, via Give Me Sports, mm -hmm. which was that I, I, this is not a direct quote, but it was words to this effect: Triple H wants nothing to do with CM Punk, and certainly nothing to do with Phil Brooks. Mm -hmm. Like that was kind of sort of like words. However. He is also going by the Vince McMahon edict of never say never. Yeah. And there is no bridge that can not be unburned. Yeah. Vince brought Warrior back. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Vince Didn't brought... Triple H play, play a big part in the Warrior stuff, or was that a Vince thing? I know that with like Bruno San Martino, no, Triple, was a H, Triple H was H a, big, thing, yeah. a big player in that kind of reconciliation. Was he, he part of the Warrior stuff as well? I think he might have been. Mm. But like at the same, but it's Vince who's making these final decisions, and Vince yeah, put course. him out on TV after Absolutely. everything that he did. Like, mm. you know, Brett came back. Like, there is always an open door for mm. these bad relationships to be unbad, or at least let's make some money with it. I've, and I said this with Ollie on a, on a previous video, but like, oh dang, like Triple H is a smart enough guy to know that there is money mm. to be made if you brought in CM Punk. Absolutely. But would you like to see? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gave my thoughts on the WrestleTalk Reacts video. I'm, I'm, I'm real over CM Punk now. This is real sour me on everything. And the thing is though, immediately after that video came out, then came the reports of like, oh yeah, CM Punk's dog reportedly got injured and that's why he started throwing hands. I'm like, 
that makes it way more justifiable. God damn it. Uh, but we don't yeah. know where that's actually happened. Well, we don't it's, know. All, it's all allegations Meltzer's and everything. reaction but... to that was so funny. It's yeah. like, first I've heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's been quite across this story. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, would you like to see him go back to... If you could, if you could make a choice, mm -hmm. if you were given one of those two homes, mm -hmm. would you rather see him go back to WWE or stick with AEW? I think... For me, that's a very easy answer. WWE, purely for the surrealism of seeing CM Punk go back to WWE and be like, how? How is wrestling like this? How is he back? Because then you could do very stupid stories like CM Punk versus Triple H and stuff like that. If you really want to, <laughs> it's there. I mean, it yeah, would be insane. And impossible to do now with the retirements, but like, you know, Triple H has a a stand-in, for example. Yeah. You know, like Trump so, and McMahon. Yeah. <laughs> it, you could, that match was between... It was Trump versus Vince. Exactly, it was not yeah. Bobby Lashley versus Hugh Market. <laughs> no, exactly. Uh, but, th like, there's there's definitely scope for... A C there's stuff to do for CM Punk in WWE, and I think for the sh sheer factor of being like, how? How has wrestling come back to this again? Hearing Cold personality how, on SmackDown. How is he back in this company after everything that happened? I... It would be cool. Tempest. I don't disagree with that. I think that is the most chaotic answer. <laughs> and yeah, I've yeah. often said that when I'm just bored with wrestling, I cheer for the most chaotic option. Mm -hmm. In this case, I don't want this ride to be over. Like, I don't. I think there's so much unfinished work here in AEW. We hadn't gotten punk and kenny mm -hmm. we hadn't gotten another punk in brian danielson we had still yet to see so many things that yeah there would still be other bits to see in wwe and i'm not going to say that that wouldn't be the most surreal thing that i've experienced in wrestling by any means but i don't know i'm not as it to quote daddy magic it doesn't get my nipples hard as much to see cm punk versus Cody Rhodes, CM Punk versus Roman Reigns, CM Punk versus Brock Lesnar. Those would all be good. I would watch them. I would be tuning into Raw every week to see Punk segments, don't get me wrong. But at the same time, I look at the possibilities on the other side of things where if you could simply have CM Punk apologize to the AEW locker room, say this was a really tough summer and I was not in my right frame of mind. This will never happen, by the way. But if he was to simply apologize, be accepted back into the locker room, and we can continue on this wonderful year that we were having up until mid-August, yep. that's the best case scenario for me. I said this in the office yesterday when we were having this conversation, but like I was with Pete on this. I was like, and I think I've even said this in the content club before, but like, if you can't, then done. Just like, yeah. get rid, get rid because he is, uh, almost feels like a poison within the locker room. However, I was then listening to an old AEW podcast review of WrestleMania 27 and it's uh, Punk Jericho. 28. That's 28. Yeah, because 29 is the following year. Yes, mm -hmm. 28. And, um, and I was just listening to the promo package and all of the stuff. And then like Royal Rumble 2013 with, you know, your arms are too short to box with God. And all I could think of was like, damn, I miss punk. Mm -hmm. Like the second I hear him, I was like, damn, I miss punk. And you know what gets my nipples hard about a possible WWE return? CM Punk in a Firefly Funhouse match. Oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> if they just like, 
let loose the reins and just say, have fun with this. Go for it. Oh, like there are like, you know, four people I would love to see in a five, five, five house match. And mm-hmm. I got Cena. Yep. Triple H is another one. Randy Orton's the mm-hmm. other one. But actually, I know if I can't get Vince McMahon, <laughs> yeah, CM Punk in a five, five, five you know, house match. Honestly, at some point in the, maybe in a couple years or whatever, I would love to see a Roman Reigns. Great oh, Wire Five Five Fun House. I think yeah. that would be so much fun. That's, that's a great show, actually. Mm. Yeah, there's six then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and I think we'll probably get another Five Five Fun House match. Just Triple H is a smart enough guy. He knows what the internet likes. Yeah, we'll see. I cut. There's part of me that hopes they don't. You just have we just, we just have the one and done, and we always have that shining example of brilliance. Because mm. I feel like if they try and replicate the magic again, it won't be as good. Yeah. Well, I mean, like all of the cinematic matches that they did. Like, they yeah. started off quite high with the Boner Yard match, and then yeah. we ended with the Swamp match. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, kind of like that, yeah. Uh, right, well, I think we'll we'll bring this to a close. Please let us know what you would like to see uh, the elites do when they do return to AEW. Also, let us know about the CM Punk thing as well. Like, give us some fantasy matches, give us some fantasy feuds, some fantasy storylines. We'd be looking forward to reading them. Uh, but until then, I have been Loco, and that has been Chopper P. Quinnell. That has been your Quizzlemania and Jam That Champion. Tempest. Got all the gold! LIW's got all the gold! LIW! Yeah! The Blackpool Content Club. Thanks for watching. Jam that jam. It's me as well. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.